welcome to the Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Common Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. So a common ask or common thing you might be thinking about is like, how do you be inspirational and comforting to your team, but still demand performance or still have a team that's performing you know, while in this really challenging time of being in quarantine. Um, and this, this, this question, this topic of today's episode really plays well to that work-life balance episode that we've done before where really it's life. Um, and Sean, you had a really great, uh, you had a great uh, explanation of like inspirational. What does that really mean? Is that even possible? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So, you know, we talk a lot about purpose and, you know, being a leader is, is first of all, understanding what your purpose is and then be able to communicate that to the rest of your staff or employees or whatever. And being a leader is to execute those things that you all have collectively come up with that serves that purpose. Now, being an inspirational leader is, is difficult because you can be the, you can be a great leader to the masses. You can be a leader to everybody in your company, but you can, you could only be an inspirational leader to a subset of that. Why? Because being an inspirational, being inspirational to anybody is a, it's a personal thing. What inspires me may or may not inspire you. Now we both could serve the same leader in a company for various different qualities that we embrace that he or she has that we look at as inspirational, but they could be very different as well. So I'm not saying it's something that is unsuccessful if you're not an inspirational leader. And I look at inspiration as, is an action. It's something that you do either once or over time, typically over time to become inspirational to one and then that will grow to to many different people I, I don't believe you aspire to be inspirational i think being inspirational is part of your personality it's part of your demeanor it's part of your attitude and and certainly positivity and that's what inspires people it's not necessarily the nitty-gritty how you do things sometimes it can be but but it's it's a little bit higher than that and I also believe that being inspirational is always past tense, right? You always hear somebody say, oh, yeah, he or she is, you know, he, he or she is so inspirational because it's something they've said or, more importantly, done. You don't say, you know, they have to kind of earn it, I guess, um, first. Yeah. So being an inspirational leader, while great, I think is hard because who are you being inspiring to? You know, you could be the CEO of a company and be inspirational to your children that your company knows nothing about. So it's being inspirational is very different to who the audience is and really who the people are. It just changes and it's different. Oh, thank you for that. It's a good explanation. Um, And the other side of it is being comforting, right? How, how can you be a comforting leader? Um, I mean, for myself, like I, I have kids, but I know a lot of folks on my team don't have kids. So sometimes I, I worry, I'm like, can they, do they think it's chaos? You know, like I'm like in zoom meetings, I'm jumping on and off and I'm trying to like show, 
I'm trying to, you know, walk the walk versus talk the talk, right? It's like being organized, being present, being there. But the reality of it is like, you know, I have to like, I might be late for meetings here and there. Um, I try not to do it as often, but it happens. I can't control to an extent what's happening with my kids, but I, we do our best. So some people may be like, is calm just like, doesn't have a grip with his family over there and other people or parents might be like oh, I completely get what he's going through so yeah. I, I try to figure out like you know how can I be empathetic and sympathetic for other folks who might not be in the same situation so where, when you when you're trying to be a leader I think just reach out t- talk to people one-on-one trying to figure out what's going on with them you know and you do your best to, to communicate you know don't I mean it, it should come or organically when you have that conversation um you know, if they're living alone, if they have just, if they're living with a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, so just, you know, when you're trying to be comforting to someone, uh, you know, you do your best. And if you can try to align someone that you know within the team that's going through the same thing, because again, we're in it together. We're a community within our, our company, but there's other, other community members. Maybe you can say, Hey, you know, I know this other person uh, that is, is the same as you. Let me connect you with her. And, and, see how you guys can figure out how you guys are working out your day. So I try to find ways to do my best of, of, of connecting people to make it more comforting um, and understanding to make them feel, not feel better, but also be productive at the end of the day, right? Cause we're talking about like, how do we have our team perform and be productive, but you have to be there to end up, you might not be able to solve it, but have to help improve their mindset or their worries or their challenges that they're having. Because if you're not, helping to remove obstacles that you can control. Um, what other ways, you know, do you think Sean that you can help try to like remove things to make sure that your team members are, are productive if they're really in this kind of funk? Well, I think that first of all, it's easy, but it's hard is communication. You have to be plugged into who, to your team and what they're going through. Um, for me to be a leader, you have to do spend a lot more time listening than you do talking. Um, you have to understand your team on a personal level, what what affects them, what bothers them, what kind of environment they work the best in. And then you check in with them, how they're doing. You know, a lot of times being a leader is not so much um, what you do, but how you do it and in the manner in which you do it. And, you know, yes, we don't, you don't want to be so emotional that you're, just wildly going back and forth and your staff is, you know, worried about talking to you, but being a, a leader is getting through whatever it is you're trying to get through with starting a company, closing a company, running a company, coming up with the next idea, being innovative, whatever that is. The fact that you communicate that to your team and more importantly, that they become part of that purpose. That's what, really creates and maintains your leadership. It's not just what you do, but it's, it's how you do it. Um, and, and that over time, I believe can inspire people that work for you to, to become better and get to the next level or help them get to the next level, whatever that, that is, you know, I used to, it's funny. I used to have employees that, and I would tell them this when they interviewed with me and when we hired them, I would say that the biggest compliment that you can give me is that you get hired away by somebody else. And they're like, why? How, how is that? 
Like I'm leaving, I'm quitting, I'm resigning. And I'm like, yeah, but you look at it a different way than I do. I look at it as it's a compliment. There's another company out there that sees the skills that you've developed here and has created a market for it. And hopefully it's more money so that you benefit from it. And now the company benefits from it. That's a huge compliment to my firm. If you're going off and being better, that's huge. And the, that was, to me, it's not, I don't think it's a big deal at all. I think it's actually pretty common. It was so profound to some of those employees that they, they just didn't believe me. They're like, no way. When I quit, you're going to be pissed and all this other stuff. You're never prepared for your top performers to leave. But at the same time, you, you have to be in the mindset that it's going to happen and that it's a compliment because they're not quitting on you. They're trying to make their life better. Who wouldn't do that? I mean, any, anybody and everybody. Yeah, you can't hold them. You know, you don't hold it against them. Support them. I, mean, I, I used to worry like, oh, what if my top person left, whatever. But, you know, you got to make sure like, again, you're, if you're giving and you're letting know like, you're, you're, you're supporting and making other people better, it, it pulls you up too. So if, you, if, you're helping exactly. them, if you're helping them grow, you're going to grow as well. And look at the opportunity that it creates where now that person has left. Now there's a vacuum. There's a void for other people to jump at that chance maybe or to hire somebody else that you wouldn't have had the opportunity to and change the personality of your company a little bit by virtue of the impact of this new person. It's a hell of an opportunity, not just for the person leaving, but for you as the leader of the company to reevaluate and look at what are their opportunities and grow from that as well. You know, like I, I, I will always say this, it's all about attitude and perspective. You could look at your top performer leaving as a big slap in the face and you know, I'm never going to speak to you again. And you, you know, look at all I've done for you and everything we've given you, or you could look at it in the way that I do is it's an, it's a absolute compliment. It's an opportunity and it, it's, a, it's a, the ability for you to grow and for my company to grow by virtue of that vacuum that you're creating when you leave. And I think that's okay. It's going to happen and anyway. So High performers, top performers, if they're moving on. And, I, and just kind of going back to like the theme of, of this episode is like, how do you still make sure your team performs? As Sean mentioned earlier, purpose, right? You know the purpose of your business. You know, for us, it's like it's helping businesses be better. You know, and if everyone within that, that ecosystem of your team, you have to remind them, you know, again, we're, we're, we have so, we got more distractions now than before. Um, you got to remind them the purpose of what they're doing and keep them accountable. You know, I think, yeah. you know, I'm in probably like 10 minutes or so I'm going to leave here. I'll cut this podcast short because like, I'm going to go, you know, celebrate with my neighbor across the street. I'll wave and we got to have our social distancing, but they're celebrating retirement. So, you know, I'm still know what my purpose is for my company and I'll come back and make up that time um, to make sure I still push that purpose uh, for my company, but my team members too. If things come up, you know your purpose, you're accountable for what you need to get, do to deliver to make sure we're taking care of our, our customers. Um, and that's how you make sure that people are performing. And if you show that you're supporting them, you understand that what they're going through, people are going to perform because they, Absolutely. they feel like they have this foundation of support coming from if they, the, if, you as a leader. If they acknowledge your purpose, they agree with your purpose and they support it, they will be there for a long time. They will become top performers, not, not because of you, but because of what your purpose 
and your company's purpose is. I mean, entrepreneurial, being an entrepreneur can be lonely, but running a business based on a purpose is a team sport. We might have the idea. I used to say this when I ran my staffing company. It was my idea. It is not my company. And those are two very different things. Yes, you know, people will be like, oh, it's your company. You came up with the idea. No, it isn't. My idea. Let's start a staffing company, and this is what I want to look like, and this is my vision, and this is blah, blah, blah. Same thing with Wrath. It, it was my idea. It is not my company. It is just not because it's bigger than me. Wrath is bigger Accelerant was bigger than me. It's my idea. I got the thing started. I put people together and connected people and got the company started. I don't run the company just by myself. It's way bigger than that. And when, uh, when uh, I think when an entrepreneur starts to think like that, they move from being the entrepreneur to the leader. All right? Always staying plugged into the company, but knowing that the purpose is now higher than them. And another way to kind of still really um, stay in tune and connected with your people um, and remind them of that, you know, the why or the, your purpose is um, I use Loom. It's a recording. It's free. It's a recording app. You can actually do video recording. And I, I do a weekly uh, CEO recap every Friday, uh, Friday night after the week. Um, and it's just a way to tell about some wins, some losses, just anything that's going on, but just, it's almost like a mini state of the union, but keep people tapped in. Yeah. But it's a way to just still be authentic. You know, I'm just being real, keeping people updated because day to day you're hearing a lot of the news, what's going on with COVID and, and, and a lot of turmoil is happening, but you still want to let people know where, where's the company stand? How are we doing good, bad, or indifferent? Yep. Um, it's just being yep. transparent and, and communicating like you mentioned, Sean. So like, uh, on anything, what do you do? exactly. Well, I do the same thing. I do a, um, I call it like a, I call it a motivational email, but it's really not so much motivational, but like a recap. I do it every Saturday. I've done it for years. Um, it sends out to everybody in the company, talks a little bit about what we did last week, why we did it, how we're doing, what we're doing. Let's talk about the next week. And then, you know, um, motivationally let's talk about what we need to do from a purpose perspective let's talk about any you know quick teaser about any maybe new projects coming up it's a couple of paragraphs i try to keep it short so that you'll read it but it's gotten to the point where people will miss it there's been a couple of cases where i've done it on a sunday instead of a saturday and everybody's like oh where are you sending that out yeah i just haven't sent it yet so that's good but it keeps us all plugged in and i hope it keeps us all energized and believing and all walking towards that same goal shoulder to shoulder following that purpose that we have that we've decided that we have all right guys so hopefully you got some great tips here um to make sure you're still you know you're if you're inspiring being comforting but being there and just being a good leader to make sure your team is performing um, and reach out to us if you have any questions, any comments about this episode or any scenarios that you're going through that we can give you some, some advice on. Feel free to reach out to us um, and let us know uh, what else is on your mind. All right. Cheers. Love it. Excellent. See you guys next time. So this is not so much just for our listeners. It's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called entrepreneurs. 
Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. Twitter and Instagram at The VE Podcast. The VE Vulnerable Entrepreneur Podcast. And join the conversation by visiting us on our website, thevepodcast.com and email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks everybody for joining us today. That wraps it up. We understand that every minute of your day is valuable and we appreciate you spending time with us today. 